Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How are you now? Yeah, we're yeah, we're recording. Congratulations. How are you now? It's James Lyon. Yeah, we are live. Congratulations. And you're listening to the Theory of Thing Investment Podcast, telling you everything you need to know about investments and a lot of stuff that you don't need to know about investments too. As mentioned, I am James Whelan. Oh, we are sponsored proudly by the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange, and I am broadcasting from the Castle Ray office. I'm going to take my sunglasses off, but it is an absolute cranking day here in Sydney. I am joined. Oh, all advice is general in nature. No advice. There's no advice in the show. If it here, if it sounds like advice, it's nothing. It's general. It's general. Turn it off. Go somewhere. <laughs> it's general. G'day, Asik. How are you going? Um, mm. Why won't you answer my calls? I want to get you on the show. Markwell, uh, I'm joined by Heath Moss of HLM Investments, all the way from South Australia. Heath, how are you now? Yeah, yeah I'm very good. Thanks, mate. Very You're good. Looking uh, great. You're looking good. There, oh, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I've been on a bit of a fitness, uh, well, healthy, healthy eating regime. Who's this skinny son of a bitch that I'm talking to? Yeah, lost a bit guy? of weight. Lost over lost right. five kilos over the last five six weeks. So right, I'm right. getting there. Got a long way to go, but uh, I'm trying to get a little bit healthier. There's a bit of heart disease in the um, family. So I thought, you know, over 40 now. So I'm going to start looking after myself a little bit more for my uh, myself and my kids and family and stuff. So, yeah, that so is. that's doing I'm, – I'm doing really, really well, feeling very energetic, uh, clothes are fitting better, et cetera, et cetera. So um, fantastic. And had a had a great Father's Day. Um, what did you get up for Father's Day? What did you get up to? Uh, mate, we went on a tour, a little tour, a grand tour. Um, my, mm-hmm. my wife and I, the cheese, as I call her, mm-hmm. uh, went. We got married on September the second, two thousand and six. So mm-hmm. that was the anniversary. That was up at a place called Lillianfells, up at the Blue Mountains in, in Lura, Katoomba, sort of that area. And we go back sometimes, but because it was the second of September, fell on a Saturday. Yeah, uh, she'd booked a nice Airbnb up there for one night, a couple of bedrooms. We had the youngest with us, the oldest. Uh, um, had a big dance thing going on on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, because she's she's very advanced dance. She's a scholarship dance student, and we uh, yeah. Um, anyway, so so my the cheese myself and the little the skipping champion went to yeah. I went up to the mountains. Went back to the scene of the crime. Bottle of wine in the shadow of the Carrington Hotel, which is a really nice place up at mm-hmm. the Toomba. Um, you know, just this old ye olde eighteen forties sort of stuff that they've got going on up there. They've they've really beautiful. kept the tradition well. And then the next day, beautiful. Oh, what the, what is the name of the place called? The Bunker Cafe. Mm-hmm. Beautiful breakfast there for, for Father's Day. Just an absolute cracking day. Came back down, had lunch with my father-in-law and mother-in-law. Um, they gave me three shopping bags full of lemons and grapefruit. They've had an amazing crop. We'll get to the weather later. Um, mate, just sensational. What did you get up to? Uh, we actually, the Royal Adelaide shows in town. So we uh, we spent the yeah. day there. Um, kids going on all the rides, eating all the Dagwood dogs. Uh, <laughs> you know how it is. Uh, it was fantastic. Actually, it was a cracking day. Twenty-five degrees, sun was out, slight cool breeze. You couldn't have asked for a better day. I had, I had a ripping day. Got spoiled by the kids with some chocolates and, uh, oh, actually, actually got uh, 
got uh, number one dad uh, stress ball from one of my my youngest. He bought it at the Father's <laughs> Day school a stall yeah. at school, and yeah. uh, I think the race. I think he spent the rest of his money at uh, the canteen, but that's all right. That's ah, all right. As <laughs> um, long as he gave you but, gave you the thoughts, fine. Yeah, Yep, yep. So um got that. Uh but yeah, it was it was a fantastic day. I hope all the dads out there had a wonderful day as well. But uh, yep, yeah, yeah. We do we do sometimes, you know, sometimes sometimes get overlooked, sometimes get not, you know, not, you know. Anyway, not going into that, but it's good that just to be, you know what, just be you're a dad and thanks for being a dad. I sent uh, my g'day if you're listening to the old man as well. Uh I sent him a, a message and called him, followed up. Uh I bought him some tickets to Paul McCartney. With the last, oh, the last, the last of my dollars that hasn't gone to rent or mortgage, uh, and he was stoked about that. Last chance that he's got to see Sir Paul. Fantastic, possibly it's be a possibly. fantastic show. Oh, mate, I hope it, I hope it is. I sent him a message. I said they're not the best tickets, but they're not the worst tickets. But you're there, and he's just like, I oh, just just being there is fantastic. Love it. Thank you so much. So it was great that we, that, that we managed to do that. I managed to do that for him, which was fantastic. Mm. Now, uh, look, I've got people texting me. Hello, everyone. If you're texting me, go text life. those questions in. I'll be able to help you out. I spent yesterday at the – now, let's get on, on to, to business. So we're going to talk about F-35s. Yep. We're going to talk about oil. We are going to talk about – what have you got on your – I'm checking. I haven't even looked, looked at the notes. Uh, notes pretty much the same. Oil, yields. weak US yields. economy. Although mixed mixed US economy. You got uh, some uh, stronger ISM uh, services PMI data out last night, which said uh, markets the opposite way. Yeah, just give us the data. Hit us. Yeah, just yeah, market yeah, wrap, the market uh, wrap with Heath Moss. Uh, beautiful. Uh, we saw the uh, SP, what are we, S&P 500 down about 1% last night. Uh, mm. ISM Services PMI came out a bit stronger at 54.5, up 1.5, uh, beat expectations. Again, services, services is the biggest giving, contributor um, to the US economy as well. So it's, it's mm, it, when that's yeah, a beat, that's, that's good news. Good news is bad news in this particular case. Sorry, go on. But yeah, that uh, obviously uh, stoked fears uh, for rate hikes again. Uh, so yields are on the march again. They did come off the last couple of weeks, but they're on the march yeah. again, t- close to touching those uh, highs we saw again a few weeks ago. Uh, US dollar, US dollar is really, really strong at the moment, and that's going to provide uh, quite a bit of a uh, earnings headwind in Q3 and Q4. Um, I think we're going to start seeing some earnings downgrades on the back of that because we saw uh, in Q2, towards the end of Q2, that the US dollar had weakened and come back down. The Dixie was, uh, I think, below 100 or something like that. But now it's it's rallying again, especially against the likes of the yen. Um, and uh, so those those companies, and a lot of those companies, especially the big tech guys, you know, Apple's, Microsoft's, et cetera, are very international, very global. So those uh, stronger US dollar is going to negatively impact them. And we saw Microsoft in June um, downgrade earnings for their Q2 on the back of that. So I think we're going to see similar there, and that's going to push earnings um, uh, growth down. We are expecting yeah. a slight um, a slight bit of growth in earnings for Q3 in the US, a 0.5% growth, which would be the first lot of growth we've seen in US since Q3 last year. But if these, I think, I think that's going to turn negative, um, and Q4 revisions will be pushed, pushed down because that's quite strong at the moment. I think it's point, uh, plus 8% expected in uh, Q4. So um, we saw that. Um, what else do we see? We saw, uh, what do you call it, uh, job starter beat last Friday night. But having said that, expectations have been lowered dramatically on jobs data. We, uh, I think we started the year at expectations of plus 320,000 ads for a month. We're down at around 170. So, you know, those low hurdles, similar story to earnings there, those low hurdles uh, to, ju- to jump over. 
Um, yep. Apart from that, um, that's it for the US. Um, now, what Australia, GDP. Yeah, go, go with Australia GDP. We've yeah, also yeah, got yeah. Governor Lowe's last speech, I think, is, is, is on at some stage today. It could be right now. Yep. Thanks, yep. thanks, yep. Phil, um, for everything you've done for us, buddy. I hope you don't trip <laughs> over on your way out. Jackass. I think, yeah, I think he's a little bit hard, hard done by, but that's another story. I think you've been, incoming, Phil, you've, been uh, fanatic, you've been a fanatic for too long, mate. And uh, look, you're going to have to get behind the Michelle Bullock now as the new governor. Anyway, go the, go, the governor. I think she's got a lot of easier job. But uh, Q, oh. Q, uh, Q2 GDP for Australia came in as expected at 0.4. Um, but year on year was stronger at 2.1. And that was on the back of uh, Q1 GDP being revised upwards. from 0.2 so um that was some good news there but overall the underlying mechanics of gdp in australia are softening softening quite quickly consumer um spending is coming off hard inventories are off um it's really being propped up by a bit of public spending still now um but actually one interesting uh, tidbit i saw uh i think it was the end of last week the start of this week in terms of household deposits at uh, banking institutions yeah. They're up 1.4% in July, which was yeah. the largest lift in 12 months. They're up 10% on the year. So, Sorry, say that again. They're up what? So 1.4% for July, which was the largest lift in 12 months. This is and savings at banks. Savings at banks, household okay. deposits at banks. Yeah. And on year, they're up 7%. So the Australian consumer, the Australian household is still doing quite well. Are you, sure that's not just, um, are you sure that's not just boomers collecting rent and that interest rates being at 4%, it's just getting bigger? It could be part, it would be part of that, but it's still, it could also too. be could also be a signal that uh, Australians are saving instead of spending in the economy as well. You bet your ass we are. Tuck that money away. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's in the offset. If it's, if, it's, yeah. if, if you find a, fi- a $5 note, chuck it in the offset. We still have not seen the full... Uh, the full flow-on effect of the of the mm. hikes. I spent a whole day in actually. So yes, so that, that was the Aussie rap mode. Oh, sorry, is that? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I thought it was quite interesting, considering the US is going the opposite. Household deposits are, are going backwards, whereas here in Australia they're still still moving moving ahead. So yeah, yeah like I said, I think some of that is 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 the boomers and retirees with the you know getting plus four or plus five percent in their um their accounts now. Um, but some of it is, I think, uh, restricted spending. You know, saving saving more instead of uh, going out for dinner on the, on a Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, there's there, there is that too. We are we're we're very much those people. Um, I think mm. my wife cooked bolognese on Friday, and I don't think we have actually cooked. Cook, we haven't cooked a Friday meal. Not that she does. She she just did it because she got home and just and just wanted to cook. So it was, it was we don't have those sorts of gender yep. assigned roles and responsibilities. The only gender assigned role is that she actually physically has to have the babies. Um, then we sort of just mm, pick it up. That's a bit that. rough, mate. I can't believe you, you're making her do that. Oh, Jermaine Greer would be rolling in a grave. The uh, can I, I know that she's a big listener as well. That was a joke, Jermaine. Um, I love your work, always have. So, the, uh, uh, what, 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 what are we talking? Oh, yeah, I spent all day at the Inside Network. Sorry, Inside. Yeah, the Inside Network. Um, they do a good conference. Um, it was a, an entire day talking about defensives. Mm-hmm. Bonds, credit, um, absolute just bleeding from my ears listening to it all day yesterday. If anyone wants to know anything, then then go ahead and do it. But there's some amazing things that are in the in the line of sort of higher tier credit and higher tier loans. Invesco have a really good a really good setup there. Send me a note if you want to know anything about that Invesco stuff. 
um, and I can help you out with that. Um, I'm good mates with the, the, the guy who's head of the BDM stuff here in New South Wales. But it was a really good session that they do, that, they, and they finish it off with a pitch. Um, they, they do sort of the, an open outcry. The BDMs do this big pitch for their funds, why their funds win, and you've got to sort of allocate these little gold coins. It's a lot of fun. It's a really good chance yep. to learn. I, li- I like the fact that I've now structured, if we can talk a bit of shop, a bit of, a bit of homework, I like the fact that I've now structured my business to be, you know what, I can take a day. I don't have to be sitting there watching it. I don't have to be on the screens. I can actually take a day and go, I'm going to go and learn more about about this particular part of the of the market and get these expert views from, you know, top-level guys, top-level fund managers. Um, that Some of them travel out from the States. Some of them come from, from, from everywhere to come over here and speak and i actually can do that and i don't have to be like oh my god gold has moved a bit i need to close the the put spread or something like that that i've got it's just like no Mm. you buy and hold the market india's fine oil is fine we're going to get to that in a sec aussies are fine thank you very much china for what appears to be a resurgence there as well and and you can just go and and learn the last speaker was professor uh was professor bill mitchell i think it was who's one of the co-fathers i forgot his name it's it's gone you know uh one of the co the co-father of mmt Remember MMT? Okay. You're lost at about yep. modern, modern monetary theory. The original iteration yep. of this podcast as the PIP show was actually we tried to get modern monetary theory people on during COVID. Um, they've gone really quiet all of a sudden, haven't they, for some reason? Interest rates. Anyway, he stop, was... We'll stop printing. <laughs> yeah, we stopped printing. Um, he was scathing about central banks and the way that they've handled it, especially our own. Um, and so he was, he's a professor with the, I think, the University of New South Wales or Sydney, head of economics, one of those things. Anyway extraordinarily intelligent he started off just going very accusatory you people are part of the reason why just thinking you know we're all advisors and fund managers and, and you people are, are why this is into it and but it's our fault because we're the ones that have advised the government and so we're all in this together so it's, it actually became quite an interesting communication um mm. pretty responsive crowd but he said we have sort of written we should be writing to the new governor michelle bullock uh, telling her that she's that she's a disgrace for getting behind the idea that we're trying to sack, you know, effectively we have to have 140,000 people need to be unemployed to get through what they're doing. He just he just went into this whole thing of just like they should have just done it like Japan, paid companies to not pass on inflationary prices to, to people and just let it sort itself out. And it was it was mm-hmm. just like, you know what, he, he made a really good point. It was worth sitting there and just listening and just going, if, if you get a chance to go to this thing, listen to what he's got to say. Um, if you do get a chance, it's very interesting. I asked the last question. I said, because it was at the end of the day, end of a very long day. Professor, thanks for, for, for dropping in. Um, always an honour to, to hear someone of your esteem. You know, I always do this thing where I talk people up, give them a chance to, to, to be, feel good about themselves. And I said, mate, we've heard an entire day of people who have been slamming the RBA and slamming the central banks and, 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 and at least reasoning that the reason why we're here with rates as they are on the precipice of potentially a recession in a fair chunk of the world. What, what structure would you prefer for our central bank? Mm. And he said, and he, and he basically just sort of mapped out this beautiful plan. It wasn't staged or anything. He just had this beautiful plan for government policy is government policy, um, interest rates um, interest rates are, are, are set, or anyway, whatever it was. But, but in the end, it was effectively the Reserve Bank is just an administrator. Not They're not setting, they're not guiding anything. They're not setting any stuff yeah. like that. It's just they're just an administrator because he was just like the, the this whole facade that we're going with that the fact that the RBA is an independent body they're not an independent body you said the, the entire room is just going yeah thank you like no nobody no no reasonable person thinks that the RBA is an independent body 
So why not just why not just go? You know what? Okay, then just administer. If it's government policy, let the government make the policy. We're going to elect them based on where mm-hmm. they where they want their rate direction to go. Um, sometimes it's going to be higher. Sometimes it's going to be lower. I mean, it, it's it's to have an independent. Anyway, that was it. His answer was fantastic. Just that they should be an administrator. A big round of applause at the end of it, which is very interesting about where the fund management community thinks it's going to. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Um, yep. Yeah. Anyway, that was cool. Sorry. It, uh, now, oil. Speaking of oil. Yes. Oil. Oil. Do you want to? Do you want to chat up? Do you want some, some chat up for us? Do you want to put a chat up? Do you yeah. want me, I'm, I'm, am I driving the bus here? Yeah. yeah you've you've got to authorize me, man. You've got, you've got the buttons to push. Oh man, that is uh, for anyone listening at home or in their car. Hello. But we're looking at the. Is that light sweet crude? What do we got here? It's a WTR. Um, okay. So this uh, is the West Texas yeah. Intermediate. The rolling and contract. Yeah, you can see the massive, massive breakout there, uh, trading well above the 2050 uh, moving average. Uh, mm. We haven't been this high since I think November last year. Nice. Yeah, around about November last year is when we were uh, around this this level. So, mm. um, yeah, and it's all on the back of uh, Saudi Arabia and Russia extending their cuts out uh, to October um, uh, moving forward. There's also um, large inventory drawdowns. Inventories yeah. drawdowns in the US. Um, They're expecting a big draw have... tonight, aren't they? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, we actually no, it happened last night. I think it was, it was last a, night. It was a big, a big beat. Yeah, big beat. Um, okay. They that we have now crossed over. Uh, we believe we've crossed over pre-pandemic uh, demand highs in terms of oil again. Yep. Um, yep. And we're in about three million barrels per day uh, deficit in terms of supply. So, um, and then on top of that, we could have China maybe with the drift feed of stimulus and that slowly getting back into their obviously the world's largest importer of oil, um, uh, coming back online more more rigorously. Um, and we've had India; they reported their uh, their consumption data yesterday, up six and a half percent on the year for August in terms of oil demand. So, um, uh, all things are pointing higher for oil at this stage, which you okay. know would be slightly inflationary. But, I mean, we've seen periods um, in a time such as like 2011 to 2014 where oil was trading around $120 a barrel quite regularly where inflation did move. Um, so if uh, other forces are pushing down on enough, then, you know, oil being at where it is um, won't uh, move the needle, needle too much. But it does it does uh, impact your uh, your household budget, obviously, because 
everyone, I mean, I saw uh, oil at uh, petrol at two dollars twenty a litre uh, yesterday yep. here in uh, Adelaide. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna hurt. Um, and, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's hurting. It's hurting us, man. Like even just mm. the, the fuel, just to get up. I was thinking about you know filling up the tank on the MG to get up the mountain. Yeah, on the weekend, it's yep. just like this is that's a lot of money that I would not yeah. be spending at the bar, or not be spending on the hotel room, or not or not be spending on my mortgage or rent that I've got to pay both of yep. those things for this month. It's yep. uh, it's it's yep. tough. So man. Well, I think I think uh, I mean they, they say that uh, or uh, petrol prices around current current levels act as another rate increase in itself in, in yeah. terms of its effectiveness. So um, that will that will further weaken the Australian and, and global consumer um, because obviously this is a global thing. Um, yep. No one is uh, exempt from it. So yeah, no. but no. Uh, no. so that's oil, last, mate. Remember what I said last week? We're talking about China and say that if there's any hint of stimulus on China, oil pops, which then brings inflation back up, which puts yields back up, and that this mm. is this it has it has proceeded as I have foreseen it. Um, sometimes a blind mm. squirrel finds the acorn, mate. So the uh, can you speaking of India, and I'm just going to do a little bit of a segue here. Before yep. you do, can you pull up that ETF NDIA that's run by Global X ETFs? Uh, yep, sure. That's a good one. Um, they pitched there we go. Oh, my goodness. So my clients, clients along that, okay, and this is a, India, India, the India, this is just the Nifty 50 in India, anyone who's listening, uh, just continues to go bottom left to top, to top right. Uh, the way that a yep. good chart should behave um, looks like it's it's just going to keep going there. I continue to say that India has got it's a growing middle class. The middle class has these systematic investment plans, like our super fund sort of works. Um, a chunk of your money, a chunk of your pay goes in every month, goes into managed funds, mutual funds over in in India. Mostly mutual funds. Their ETFs are just growing as well. If you want access, is the thing. Pull that off, and I'm going to pull this up. If you want access to um, Indian mutual funds then you need to go to here. Where is it? Hang on. I've just lost it. Yep, there it is. So um, uh, you need to go to, yeah, here we go. Is yes. everyone just going to see? There you go. Yep. Did I Did I really just post that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Anyway, it's good. Um, you need to, we might get that out. The Yeah, so this is the, uh, the mutual funds exchange. Um, this Beautiful. is the Australian mutual funds exchange platform, as you're seeing it here. And you can go and pick out. So here's, you know, here's the watch list of Indian mutual funds. We've got Alan Gray. You got local stuff here as well. Look at this: the ICICI Prudential Infrastructure Fund. Um, I can click on that. The view, the full info of the, for this managed fund, the mutual fund over in India. Look at that; it's gone beautifully in that direction. Um, it tells you all the details. It's there. If you want to invest, you just hit the invest button. You deposit the money you can then invest in an Indian mutual fund, which usually you would not be able to do because uh, it's a locked market and you can't just access Indian mutual funds or access any sort of thing over there. But that's that's what happens. So Amfex.com is the best way to be able to get a one-for-one, -one unleveraged, fully hedged um, access to the Indian market and to enter any market as well. And, uh, and off you go. So go and check it out today. If you want that sort of direct access to specific mutual funds anywhere in the world, that's uh, that's what that's uh, built a hell of a product. Um, get in there. The people who are in there love it, and the people who are doing it use it, and they and they use it well, and they love it too. So so that's that. So that's the, that's the spray. That's the plug. Right. What's next? F thirty fives. What else is there? 
at 35? Do you want to talk Jets? Yeah, Lockheed Martin uh, overnight said cut its full year delivery forecast for F-35 jets as delays at supplier L3 Harris Technologies held up development of an upgraded version of the aircraft. Immediately, my mind that has been released of the burden of worrying day to day on individual portfolio nonsense. Um, immediately, I just go, well, that, that means that the Ukraine war is going to get this whole extra splurge of investment put into it. Um, the US, this is going to sound very cynical, but it's very true that the US uh, military industrial complex will do whatever it can to make sure that those companies continue to do well. And if there's a small, a slight, um, a slight downgrade in the amount of jets that, that one of their biggest companies is going to be producing or selling, they need to find that money somewhere else. So a huge taxpayer investment coming for Ukraine. And then I heard the Morgan Stanley yep. podcast on the way in saying that, yeah, they were expecting that from the new sitting of Congress, which has just come back from the summer recess. And uh, yeah, so that's going to happen, which is then probably going to mean that oil will continue going up, gas will continue to go up as, as we see that. And you can sort of just connect all those things together about how that's going to happen there too. Um, so yeah, expect more more money from the US into this war in, our, in Ukraine. Play that as you play that as you will. If that means that, um, what is that going to do to bond yields if they continue to, um, if they need to raise more money to be able to do this sort of thing? More bond sales, more yeah. bonds, more money. Yeah. Anyway, work that through however you will. Uh, I'm not going to give you the specifics on that one, but yeah, expect expect there to be to, to be better things. So find a good point to be able to buy those. To, if you if you want to play the ESG game, go ahead and play the ESG game. If you don't, if you're actually interested in, in making money in any particular way that you know how, then go ahead and pick up the defense companies anytime they, they, they have a bit of a dip. I think there's no reason why the US won't want to perpetuate a war in Ukraine and then cut to a few years down the track when they eventually they rebrand Zelensky as being a bad guy and then they can just move in and take over the whole country themselves. Hello to all of my American friends and I look forward to the NFL season starting tomorrow. Go ahead. Beautiful. That's where, that's, I, that's where I see it going. That's cynical, but that's it's going to happen. It's like it's like it's a dead set like looking into the future. I can't do any other way than that. Okay. Oh, it's their uh, it's their their uh, playbook. We've seen it in the Middle East for so long, um, and uh, other, other places. America. Yeah, South America. Yeah, exactly. All the way back. All the way back. Mm. Way back. So, have, so, we, have we become uh, yeah. that sort of podcast? You were there, man. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, but uh, go ahead. Yeah. What's, also, what's saw, um, we don't have uh, Oh, just quickly, I also saw India uh, were uh, looking to uh, um, order a heap of F-35s as well. Correct. Um, India so, are uh, the world's biggest uh, arms purchaser. And Russia, 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 importer, whatever you want to say. They're, they're, the, they're, they're the biggest arms buyer. Um, their biggest, uh, the biggest supplier is the Ruskies. And they, mm -hmm. the US wants that to change, clearly, because mm. it's such a huge market that they can get their guys into. The other way is that there's there's so many US companies that are starting to do business in India, which is the China plus one strategy. So we need to have a backup to China in case one day something goes wrong. We can't have all of our phones being made in this one place. We need to have a backup. And so mm -hmm. that's why you've got Amazon, Google, Apple. Foxconn, Apple, you know, everyone um, making moves into there, but they would prefer it if they were US choppers flying overhead as opposed to Russian ones. Um, if they had to defend, because remember that the US aren't necessarily defending their people, they're defending their companies. Um, mm -hmm. Gee, this is this has turned into one of those podcasts, hasn't it? Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, we're all in now. Oh, what do we got? Now. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. 
www.acast.com.